Welcome to EM Guidewire, your guide to emergency medicine, brought to you by the residents and faculty from Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's time for Sports Medicine. All right, hello. Welcome to this episode of Sports Medicine Corner. I'm Jeremy Driscoll. Uh, given that the NBA Finals are here and Season 4 of the Cavs versus the Warriors is beginning. All right, sports fans. Obviously, Dr. Driscoll recorded this earlier when the Cavaliers still had a glimmer of hope for another championship. Oh, well. I hear it never rains in Southern California. At least that's what they tell me. Now back to the show. thought we'd talk a little bit about a couple of common sports injuries related to basketball. Achilles tendon rupture. Now, most of the time when I first hear this, we think of fluoroquinolone use, steroid use, but we're going to focus more on actual mechanism of injury and what happens when this occurs. So typically a patient will come in with a sudden severe pain with rapid acceleration or pivoting. Sports like football, track and field, specifically sprinting, basketball, or soccer. They tend to report hearing a pop, and then after the injury, they're unable to run, stand on their toes, or even climb some stairs. Now, most frequently, the Achilles tendon will rupture about 2 to 6 centimeters above the calcaneus, and this is where the blood supply is the weakest. Now, Achilles tendon ruptures are going to be really a clinical diagnosis. However, this is where ultrasound can be your best friend in equivocal cases. For using ultrasound, you'll take your linear high-frequency probe, Place it longitudinally over the suspected tendon, in this case the Achilles tendon. It's going to be about, like we said, 2 to 6 centimeters above the calcaneus. Fan side to side to optimize your view, and then you can slide proximal or distal to find the actual defect. Once you do find that defect, rotate at 90 degrees to get a good transverse view and assess for defects in the actual tendon body. Now, positive findings on ultrasound will basically be a discontinuity in the longitudinal view of the ligament or a collection of fluid in the longitudinal or transverse view, which suggests a hematoma there in the actual tendon. When in doubt, like most other things, you can look at the other tendon for normal anatomy in case you have any high suspicion of an actual tendon injury on ultrasound. You can do what's called dynamic ultrasound imaging for these and have the patient actually plantar and dorsiflex to help reveal maybe a more occult type of injury. Also beware for partial tears. Now on physical exam, this is going to be the best type of test that we can identify Achilles tendon rupture. Most of us are familiar with what's called the Thompson test. For those who are not familiar with this, you basically place the patient in a prone position, you'll bend the knee to 90 degrees, and then squeeze the calf. Normal results when squeezing the calf result in plantar flexion. With tendon rupture, though, you'll likely have lack of plantar flexion with this calf squeeze, and we found that the Thompson test is actually pretty sensitive and specific for ruling in or out this type of injury. So sometimes on physical exam, you can see a palpable defect or an abnormality comparing to the normal ankle. Sometimes we refer to a complete tear as, quote, a cankle I've seen. Now, palpable defects in the Achilles tendon about 2 to 6 centimeters from the calcaneus isn't obvious and always there, so I wouldn't slowly base your diagnosis on this fact. Now, treatment for this is going to be placing the patient in a short leg posterior splint, and the key thing is keeping them in plantar flexion. You want that ankle in equinus. About 25% of rupture will have some amount of plantar flexion or be able to walk, so with a high suspicion, don't be fooled and always place in that posterior short leg splint, keeping the ankle in plantar flexion. Even if it's a partial tear, splint it. Partial tears are known to evolve into complete tears with repeated trauma. And of course, consult our orthopedic surgeons for complicated cases and always refer to if you're discharging the patient home as an outpatient referral to orthopedic surgery. 
Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Sports Medicine Corner. My name is Jeremy Driscoll. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today. Seems the out.